Hello, everybody. I'd like to welcome you all. We both would like to welcome you all, those of you who are here as guests to the Expanding Light uh, for programs or service today. And all of you who are viewing online, welcome. I'm going to begin by reading from Rays of the One Light, and these are parallel commentaries uh, written by Swami Kriyananda. Uh, this week, the, this is week 29, and the title is Self-Effort Too is Needed. <clears throat> Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. These past weeks, we discussed the need for balancing self-effort with, re and recept with receptivity to divine grace. Both are important in the spiritual life. Passive dependence on grace hasn't the magnetism to attract grace. Boastful self-confidence, however, which closes itself off from the higher divine power is shallow, brittle, and given life's many uncertainties, susceptible to ultimate failure. There is a story in the Bible that illustrates the need to put forth personal effort so as to draw magnetically on the divine power. The story occurs in the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 8. But as he went, the crowds nearly suffocated him. Among them was a woman who had had a hemorrhage for 12 years and who had derived no benefit from anybody's treatment. She came up behind Jesus and touched the edge of his cloak. As a result, her hemorrhage stopped immediately. Who was it who touched me? Jesus asked. When everybody denied it, Peter remonstrated, Master, the crowds are all around pressing you on every side. But Jesus said, Somebody touched me. I felt power going out from me. When the woman realized that she had not escaped notice, she came forward trembling and fell at his feet and admitted before everyone why she had touched him adding that she had been instantaneously healed, cured. Daughter, Jesus said, it is by your faith that you have been healed. Go in peace. Self-confidence and self-effort are necessary, as the ignition of a car is necessary to the motor. Of what use is the ignition, however, if the motor itself will not work. Wise is he who recognizes the real power in the universe and guides his life by that supreme power. 
as it says in the Bhagavad Gita, the ninth chapter, to those who meditate on me as their very own, ever united to me by incessant worship, I make good their deficiencies and render permanent their gains. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. self-effort to get here and you did good work I'd like to uh, read a passage from Whispers from Eternity that Paramahansa Yogananda wrote this is make me a lion of thy all-conquering wisdom I a lion cub of the divine mother found myself thrown into life among the sheep of human frailties of fear, failure, and disease. Living long among them, I learned to bleat with weakness, forgetting my lion nature and its roars, which could frighten away all petty, pestering sorrows. O lion of realization, thou didst drag me away from those bleeding sheep to the mirror-smooth waters of meditation. There... Thou didst cry, gaze. But I held my eyes tightly shut, bleeding with fear. (laughs) Thy roar of wisdom then reverberated through my body. Thou madest me, by hard shaking and spiritual urging, open my eyes, and there, lo, in the crystal pool of my inner peace, I saw my features to be even as thine own. Now I know myself as the lion of cosmic power. I will bleat no more with fear, weakness, and suffering, for I roar now with vibrant, almighty power. I bound about through the forest of all experiences, seizing little creatures of vexing worries, timid fears, and wild hyenas of disbelief, devouring them ruthlessly. O lion of immortality, roar through me, thine all-conquering power of wisdom. We are today to address the question of self-effort. The grace of the Guru, the blessings of cosmic consciousness are constant, omnipresent. But there is in this story of the woman with the hemorrhage and in other parts of the teachings, components by which we activate access to that grace and those blessings. Now, if you think about this woman in the Bible, she's had a hemorrhage for 12 years, and she's sought help from all the doctors. She's been to the 
acupuncturist and she went to the Ayurvedic doctor and she checked on the internet for the miracle cures for hemorrhaging. She's got nothing going on. 12 years. Now you've got to be despondent. You've got to be getting tired. If you've ever been sick for a long time, you know, and you can easily imagine 12 years of constant bleeding and it's got to weaken her. But she has faith and she says, if I go and find my guru, if I go to Jesus and I touch his garment, I'll be healed. I know it. So she goes down there, and, and according to Peter, there's crowds on all sides. They're nearly suffocating Jesus. It's a big mosh pit is what it is. Jesus is in there, and she fights her way in. This is after 12 years of hemorrhaging. It's a really it's a, a incredible act of faith. And in touching the guru, she's healed instantly. And then the story is shared with us. And 2,000 years later, our sister disciple has given us a blessing that continues to inspire. This is the reality of the need for self-effort. Is that we have to cooperate with the divine. The divine is more than willing to bless. Jesus said, I felt power go out of me. He was great with that. That's what he wanted. That's why he came. That's why the masters came, is to help us. But we've got to make an effort. Let's consider the Bhagavad Gita. Krishna, the Lord, the Guru, is with the disciple Arjuna. They come between the two sides. And Krishna says, Arjuna, I want you to fight. I want you to fight these negative tendencies. I want you to fight this Korava army. Now, Krishna could have blinked his eyes and turned all the Korovas to little piles of dust. Just in a second. No problem. But he didn't. What did he do? He said, I'll drive the chariot. You fight. You've got to fight. Now, Krishna could have fought. He could have taken them all on easily. But he said, Arjuna, I'll drive the chariot. That's all I'll do. I'll get you in position, but you have to fight. Why do we have to fight? Why did the woman have to go to find Christ? Because we have to convince ourselves that we are a part of all that is. That we are a part of that infinite love and life. You can't just read about it. You can't just hear about it. You can't just think it's going to happen. You have to act as a channel for the divine and you have to make that effort. Then uh, the book uh, Self-Realization quotes from Master that Swami Kriyananda assembled. Paramahansa Yogananda defines self-realization as knowing in body, mind, and soul that you are now in the possession of the kingdom of God. Now I puzzled over know in body that you are now in possession of the kingdom of God. Part of the game is not being the body. Why do you have to know in body? Well, we have to act as instruments for the divine. And we have to make it real. We have to feel it for ourselves. When Swami Kriyananda started Ananda, at first he would give the Sunday services, he would give us wonderful, inspiring talks, he would sing us songs, he would teach the classes at Spiritual No Week. But pretty quickly, in fact, very quickly, <laughs> he said, Jyotish, you do it. Jaya, you do it. 
Seva, you do it. Right away, he wanted us to understand that by serving the Guru, by sharing the teachings, we feel in body, mind, and spirit that Master is acting through us. That God's the doer. We're not the doer. I cannot thank Kriyananda enough for doing that. However difficult it was for the congregations to put up with some of the attempts that we made to represent this great power. But still, that's not the point. The point was, self-realization is knowing that you're in possession of the kingdom of God. Arjuna, you've got to fight. Woman, you've got to go there and touch Jesus. You'll be cured. You've got to stand and exhibit and live your faith and your experience if you want cosmic consciousness to take over. Look at Kriyananda. He was the ultimate disciple. He knew that Master was the power. He knew that Master would make Ananda happen. (laughs) Master said to him, you have a great work to do, and I will give you the strength to do it. Not, I will do it for you. (laughs) I will give you the strength to do it. But Kriyananda, you got to do it. And so he did it. But he also understood that we have to do it. We have to stand on our faith. We have to practice the teachings and live the teachings. You can't just listen to the teachings. I remember in the early days in the temple up at the meditation retreat, there was a temple, and in the back there were some potted plants. And there were some rocks back there. Precaution, I used to go in the back because it's the very back of the church and no one would disturb us. And we'd just sit there and we'd close our eyes the whole service and we wouldn't do anything except listen to Kriyananda, try and absorb it. And that was good for then. But then Swami said, okay, now I want you to do it. You go start the colonies in these cities. You go sing the songs. What if there was a choir to sing this beautiful song? What if there was... A meditation experience waiting for you if you just put out the effort and the energy. And that is in fact what we have to do. That's how we feel it in body, mind, and soul. Because when you act for Master, and it happens, and this temple gets built. We're all focused on the temple across the meadow now, but when this temple got built, we were really excited. It was a big deal. I mean, we put these foundations out here, and it was big. We thought, wow, Master's going to give us the money to do it. It's going to be like over $100,000. We thought, wow, that's a lot. Now, that's petty change. That's nothing. We're talking millions, and soon it'll be billions. We'll have billions to build the next temple. Because there's no limit to the power of God. There's no limit to what can happen through us. And that's the beauty of it. Kriyananda saw it happening. He saw Ananda happening, and he never lost faith. And so he would go ahead with his efforts, and Jyotish, and Devi, and Sadhana Devi, and Jaya, and Seva, and the whole rest of us, just putting out seemingly silly efforts. I mean, I'll admit that. I remember, I remember trying to raise funds for a Mondir in Sacramento. We had had four fundraisers, and we had a net of $750. <laughs> Tim Clark sent me an email and said, I think it's going to take more than 750 bucks to build this thing. It was a million and a half bucks. But God gave it to us. Because we knew that God was giving it. And our part, her part was just to touch the 
the hem of the garment. That's all she had to do. And she knew it. And if she could just touch that, it would all be well. And she was well instantly. And we, if we need to increase our spiritual experience, increase our prosperity, increase our any aspect of our spiritual life, our work environment, our attitude at work, we need to put out little baby steps. Practice an affirmation. Make a donation. If your prosperity is not good, make a donation to the Temple of Light. Donate more than you can think you can. God will do it. God will do it through you. Everything happens through the grace of God. And we don't do anything. I was talking to Jaya Helene one time, and we said, we haven't done anything. Master's done everything. All of India, all of Europe, all of this work. It's all God. Because Kriyananda showed us how to do it. Just get out of the way and let it happen. And Kriyananda was never stopping in self-effort. You know, I mean, he's going to die after breakfast, so he answers the emails first. Because why? There's disciples asking questions. They want help. So answer the emails and go to the astral world. It's pretty simple. Master did that. What was Master doing the night he died? He went to a dinner to emphasize the unity of East and West at the Biltmore Hotel. And then he left. Because that's all he does. That's all we do, is we just serve the guru. We're instruments for the guru. I got good news for you, though. This attitude of self-effort becomes easy. It becomes normal. And Swami Kriyananda didn't have to get up in the morning and think, what can I do to make Ananda more efficient, more beautiful, bring more souls to God? Because that's what he did all day. And that's what all of us do all day. We just get up. How can I serve you, Master? What do you want me to do? Do you want me to help at the EL? Do you want me to teach a class? Do you want me to write a book? Do you want me to clean out this gutter? Do you want me to fix this car? What do you want me to do? Just show me. And Kriyananda was in that flow. He wrote books because they were given to him. He said that the music was given to him. He said, it's not even my music. It's not our music. It's not our work. It's God's work. And that self-effort, however seemingly silly, Swami one time complimented one of the members of our community because he donated 25 cents to the, one of the building projects. And Swami brought it up, and he wasn't putting him down. It was a sincere gift. That person could afford a quarter. And that was what Swami wanted, is the gift of the heart. It doesn't matter what the, how much money it is. Some people give a million dollars. Some people give 25 cents. God isn't in the banking business. God's in the heart business. And it's the heart that we're working with. That's self-effort. So direct your energy to any area of your life that needs a little jump start. Just maybe it's relationships. Put out energy in that way. What can you do? Well, you can pray for the person. You can do an affirmation. You can give them a, a present from Divine Mother, put it in their mailbox, and not tell them who it's from. You can learn to sing in the choir. You can help the temple of light. You can deepen your meditation by adding a little time to your meditation. Tuning into the masters. It's really important for us in our attempts at self-effort to tune into the consciousness of the great ones. Live with Lahir Morshai. Live with Sri Teshwar. Live with Babaji. Live with Christ. Live with Master. 
Read books about them. Listen to talks about them. Think about them. The world is going to give you a lot of reasons to be cynical, to be divisive, to be depressed, to be negative. Tell the world to shut up. <laughs> Listen to God more. Talk to God more. Meditate more. Sing more. Watch it. Because the world is... Maya is consciously trying to say, well, that, that's not going to work. Touching the hem of his garment. Come on, you've been to every doctor in town for 12 years. It, it's not working, sister. But she said no. She knew. If she touched the hem of the guru's garment, she would be well. Arjuna said, how am I going to fight all these guys? And Krishna said, I'm not going to fight, but I will drive the chariot. And Arjuna knew, that's all I need, because God's going to put me in that position where I succeed. Kriyananda knew that Master would be our Savior, and he never doubted that. And he insisted that we know that, and that we act on that. And so you see, Jyotish and Devi now, I've noticed that there is no lack of self-effort on their part either. <laughs> there has been a continuous flow. Kriyananda handed the mantle to them, and they just kept running. They didn't even slow down to get the baton. They just kept going. Keep going. Keep that consciousness of what do you want, Master? You want a temple of light? Good. Got that. Master plan done. What's next? Let's keep going. Let's keep going to where? Infinity. Self-realization. Infinite love. You need to have within your heart and your mind an understanding that you are one with Yogananda. You are a part of all that is. You are a part of the Guru's love. Kriyananda reached that point. He said it later in life. He said, I don't know where Kriyananda ends and Yogananda begins. We need to go there. Each one of you. You need to understand that you are not different than the Guru. That your power is not less than the Guru because your power isn't anything. It's his power. And everything you've accomplished in your life has come from the Guru. All your business success, and all the wonderful things you've done, you didn't do them. God did them through you. And that opens the key to healing, to divine love, and to realization. If you step out of the way, you'll feel God through you. That's why Kriyananda wanted Jyotish to give the service. That's why he wanted Jaya to give the talk, teach the class. Because if Jaya did it and Jyotish did it, then they would realize that they are one with the Guru. And then, from there, all the rest of us. And generations to come. Because the Guru doesn't die. The Guru doesn't weaken with age. The Guru doesn't take a mental health day off. <laughs> Although, if he did, I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> the behavior of this world is abysmal. Let's face it. But that's the nature of this world. What's the nature of the Masters? Full of bliss giving joy transcendent, of higher knowledge the abode. If you come to the place where you can say that about yourself, you've got it. You'll be self-realized. You'll know in body, mind, and soul that you are now in possession of the kingdom of God. You can do it. And it takes that little effort. Don't belittle the little efforts. In the big scheme of things, God thinks they're wonderful. And don't worry. Don't measure it against mankind. Measure it Make your heart a hermitage. That's what Master said. Love God, serve God, think about God. That's all there is. If you do it, the little efforts that you make, they pay off. And then you realize that God was doing everything anyway. 
So it was a beautiful movie. And thank God. <laughs>